is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. Um, it's, I'm going to read it slowly. It's, it's something I found that was written by Rosamund Ikshvarku Miller. I hope I pronounced that name. Uh, but it just is one of those moments when I found this that it was like, my eyes opened wide, and I went, oh, boy, I want to read this to Fiona. So here it goes. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Once we think we have found a truth, we have arrived at a conclusion. We have closed our minds. We have stopped seeing the world afresh. We begin judging and evaluating every situation and event according to our conclusions, According to what we believe is true, we remain in the past. The mind loses its sharpness because we think we have the answer. Exploration stops. There is no formula, no truth, no matter how high-minded and beautiful, that is true of everything and at all times. Once that happens, such truth owns us rather than sets us free. That is so powerful. I know. And often we've talked about labeling things and, you know, we've done a podcast on, you know, conflict resolution and there are many, there are many truths. Well, this really speaks to it because I'm guilty of this. I know that once I've read something or seen something or something, then that becomes the truth for me. Yes, and I yes. stop looking beyond it. That is so true. And it's so easy for it to happen. It just happens in a blink. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to even think about it. It's just we look at it, we accept it. Uh, I think one of the things that's happening now is that there's so much compassion Fusion everywhere in the press, what's being said, what's not being, what is true, what is not true, that that's challenging us all a little bit, I think. Because before, in a sense, before COVID, I think it was people would see something and they go, oh, okay, this is the scientific truth, this is this. But now nothing, it's almost like we're, we're standing on lily pads. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and because everything's happening almost globally, what was the pandemic, but also the Black Lives Matter and all of these openings and things. You know, this is, it, it just reminds me of after, after World War II, Germany didn't teach in its classrooms anything about World War I or World War II. Wow. But when they finally began to look at it, there was a real talk about peeling the onion when you actually see something other than the truth that you always believed it really isn't it really sets one free even if the truth is radically different and not as pleasant as you thought it was and i think our country in the united states is going through that right now to yeah, a measure shaking of, everybody mm-hmm. and everything 
And I also think, of course, that happened with the Native Americans and the history books. Yes, exactly. I, we tend to think that the history books were accurate, but I, we don't know. There's so much, as we found out, in so many areas that were so inaccurate in the history we know or we thought we believed because we thought it was the truth. Yeah. And so now, this is the peeling of the onion, unless I can find another way of expressing it. We have the ability to uh, open open our minds and, and begin to explore again because our minds have been so close to the to the propaganda that we've been given for so long. We're the home of the free and the brave and the rescuer of the world, and we're the good people and they're the bad people. All that's changing now, and we, we are opening our eyes. It's a hard thing to do. It's a, it's a set, you know, it's heartbreaking in many ways because, you know, a lot of the things that we're finding out about our country we didn't know. But if, if Germany could do it and how brave they were in doing it, if South Africa could, could do it, and they did it magnificently at a very hard time in South Africa when the white government church, the NGK, I think it was, the white government church, who had always said, um, you know, the whites are a superior race, said, you know, we made a mistake. It isn't true. But still, when they had apartheid, that was a very brave thing to do. But recognizing that opened up everything. Mm. And I think we can do this in our life because this is why when we, what you said in the beginning, when we take a truth and make it a belief, um, I think Abraham Hicks says, a belief is just something that we keep thinking and thinking and focusing on and it becomes a truth. So I think, uh, or vice versa. And I think that for uh, many people, they, for example, they get side, side, what is it? They get confused or not confused. They get, um, they're very shocked when suddenly a partner is off with someone else because they thought their relationship was completely different than it was. Because they weren't, they weren't present and they weren't here in their lives. They were imagining, and we've talked about this a lot too, they were imagining the truth, they were imagining their beliefs. And so truth is such an interesting thing, really, isn't it? It's what is truth and who's truth. Exactly. It, 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 uh, that's one of the things that I teach in conflict resolution. What is the truth for one person is not a truth for another person. Um, and in working through conflict resolution, we really try to um, open up the vision, open up the vision so that we can get out of this stuckness. So once we have a belief, and I, and I really feel that a lot of this is the same thing with uh, the new religions that seem to be appearing that they have uh, no openness um, and are very judgment, judgmental, and they're locked into a system uh, which can prove very damaging. Well, I think, as we've said before, that when we get locked into a system, 
it's because we feel more secure when we have parameters that we bump up against. And I think that to have, not have that, to not have the beliefs and just decide this is it, makes us feel much less secure and less we're connected to that wholeness and complete nurturing and balance within us. And that's why it's so important uh, to use mindfulness and to use meditation and to do your meditation walks wherever you are and you know connect with your body and be there because um, that enables us to really be present and to be present within ourselves so we don't feel we have to make constructs to be safe. Exactly. I, I so feel that. we. It's actually letting go of the constructs that make us feel safe in the end, but we don't realize that. In the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning, it's like, okay, so this is what I believed. I believed whatever it is, uh, in this religion maybe, or this belief of that person is bad, or this belief that this should be that way. And instead of being here inside us, letting those constructs go, and just say, let me look at it fresh from here and decide what the truth is for me, will be different for different people, but what the truth is for me for right now. And it will change. That's the wonderful thing. The, the, vision, the visual I get with this is when I think of things being pigeonholed. And I think of, like the post office, you have all those little boxes, or at a hotel or motel that you, where they have the keys, the little boxes, uh, that each room has its own key. Uh, that's a pigeonhole. So if we mm-hmm. pigeonhole, if we hear something, and we hear a lot of negative, hateful things right now going around, and if we take that on and think, yeah, that sounds about right, then we pigeon, we've locked ourselves into that little box, and then it's scary to come out of it. That, it, that pris- imprisons us and our ability and our minds. So, um, sure. Is that all right if I read it again? Yes. So that yes. Uh-huh. Once we think we have found a truth, we have arrived at a conclusion. We've closed our minds. We've stopped seeing the world afresh. We begin judging and evaluating every situation and event according to the conclusion, according to what we believe is true. We remain, therefore, in the past. The mind loses its sharpness because we think we have the answer. Exploration stops. There's no formula, no truth, no matter how high-minded and beautiful, that is true of everything and at all times. Once this happens, such truth owns us rather than sets us free. There's that that bit where it says there's no formula, no truth, no matter how high-minded and beautiful, that is true of everything and at all times. That's so true. That's so true. Yes. I have to let go of that because maybe there's, you know, there is something. But um, it's and it will be different piece. for every. It's exactly. a beautiful piece, and it's also different for everybody. That's the wonder of it. It's like yeah. it might be true for me, but it may not be true for you. Exactly. And we, it's okay for us to live in our own truths as long as we don't judge other people's truths. Yeah. It's like uh, if if we're flexible enough and confident within ourselves enough, we can look at other people's truths and say, oh, okay, this is their truth. 
I don't need, you know, I need to do what I need to do. I need to, you know, take action on what I need to take action. But this is their truth. My truth is this. What we used to teach at Harvard, at the law school, it was truth is just another argument. Mm -hmm. You know. That's, That's a good one. And I think that we might want to ask ourselves today, what constructs do I have? Let me look at where I push up against. And you don't need to change anything you're doing, but just change inside you so that you let those walls go and so that you can see more clearly where you want to be and what your truth is. You know, this is so important. Thank you, Fiona, for saying that because I find, I think I found yesterday uh, the political ads that started coming out. And I thought, how am I going to, how, how how am I going to live through these, you know, because they just, they raise, you know, all the the frustration and the anger within me. And I thought, no, I, that's not where I want to be. Um, how am I going to, how am I going to respond to all of this? So again, it's like, it, if I take one to be false and one to be the truth, then I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. So I don't I don't even want to listen to them to tell you the truth. <laughs> you know? I don't listen to them, but I but I do listen to clients who are very yeah. very clear and I've got clients on both sides. So where it doesn't matter where I stand. That's the interesting thing about being a um, you know a mentor exactly. is is that we have to sit here. It's different with friends. <laughs> we have to sit here with clients. Yeah. where they're swinging one side or the other and we're where we are and it's really not our job to tell them what to believe. So it it is interesting as a mentor or a coach to to uh to do that because you, you look at everybody's sides and at the point when you're with somebody who's the opposite of what you might believe, you just have to sit there and just allow allow the person to have their own beliefs and that that I found is very empowering too. Yes, I have the same situation in my life, too, of people who I'm very fond of who believe absolutely the opposite thing and that the other person is the evil one, and it gets very hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's, it's easier with clients, it's harder with friends. Yeah. Because with friends, you know, it's open, know. it's a little bit more of an open case. You can say, hey, look, but what this and this. But with a client, when, you, when you're talking with them, this is their time. This is their time to share with you, to share what they want to share. And it's not our job. Uh, We just have to be neutral and be able to help them find tools and techniques so they can live in a more balanced, easy place. So I think for all of us, today may be the day of finding the constructs in our lives. Where am I hitting against walls? And what is it that's making me hit those walls? Uh, And then you may not need to. Okay. Also, also, um, when you hear uh, someone's truth, which is filled with hatred, don't take it in. Don't take it in. 
everybody's going to have their, you know, particularly at election time, everything's going to be polarized. And like your, my idea is right and your idea is wrong. And so if we can, you know, just, we know what we, what we believe in. So you, there's no point in banging somebody over the head with it, but you can express it and share it. Uh, but if we're getting emotional, we know that it is we're hitting the constructs again. Yeah. So uh, take the action. Like today, I'm writing out a bunch of postcards to send uh, to Florida. I think it is somebody on the on the street is pretty active, and so my afternoon is writing postcards out to send out before the tenth to help with the voting. So um, I I think we take our action. We do what we want to what we feel is right and true. But when we hit a side and we become real emotional, we know that we've hit a construct. Then we want to stop. And actually, that's why the Byron Katie technique is so helpful. Just the first two questions. Is this true? Am I sure it's true? And sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no. But what it does is give us a moment when we question our thoughts. And that's even if you just use that part of the technique, it's it's actually a, a moment of stopping and looking at ourselves and looking at what we believe. Well, I think all why all of this means so much to me now is because we go back to the the um, the story that the that us Americans have been told and been telling ourselves for so long, and we discover a lot of it is different from the story and some and a lot of it is unpleasant to to know mm. and so why this opens this up for me i just don't want I, in order to understand and come to terms with i don't even know how to put it i was going to say to the truth it's like i i i, I don't want to die in a lie I want to. I want to know. I want to know what is real. Maybe I can put it. That and way. can you can you ever really know what's real? I mean, it's a difficult. As far as yeah. certain things, it it's a it's a difficult thing to find out what is real. You get a sense, you get a feeling, and you can explore, and uh, then move from that. And yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting time. The gift is that we're being shaken up right yeah. now, and, and that is making everybody look at things in a different way. Yes, and so it's so important now. I guess what I'm trying to say is, now is not the time to lock yourself in a in a construct. Just keep yourself open. Keep your mind open. Keep it open, 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 because we're gonna more things are gonna be revealed. And just breathe through it. Keep keep your keep your mind open. Keep your heart open. And I also think that we remind ourselves not to lock people in our lives or things in our lives into constructs. So don't lock your partner into a construct. The truth that you think about your partner may not be true. Yeah. Even though you've been with them a long time. So take a breath. Feel your feet. Feel your hands and say, um, I am going to walk today without constructs. I'm going to look at my loved ones, my family, and I'm just going to say, let them be who they are. Let me not feel I have to lock them into a construct. 
And that is, is very difficult for people because then when people change or want to change, sometimes they come up to huge, huge resistance from the people they love. And so contracts, constructs trap us and trap everybody around us. Yeah, and we want to, to really not let them tear us apart, especially at election time when even families get torn apart. Absolutely. Ooh, oh. you know. Well, let's make today a day of dissolving constructs. This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.